Hello and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. Joaquin McCoy is a star San Francisco lawyer. He's taken on the rich and the powerful. He's hobnobbed with United States presidents, Hollywood stars, and top names in the legal profession. We're delighted to have him on Love Thy Lawyer. Welcome, Joaquin McCoy. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me. Well, it's really a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, You and I really don't know each other personally, but uh, I've certainly gotten some great uh, feedback about you. And it's, I really wanted to talk to you once I saw your, your resume and the things that you've done in your life. It's very, very impressive. Uh, thank you very much. Well, let's start. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Texas. Uh, I grew up in a small town uh, south of Dallas. Uh, it's the town uh, yeah. called Tatum. Tatum, Texas. All right. And is that where you went to high school? That is. I went to Tatum High School. And where's your office right now? Where do you practice out of? I practice in San Francisco. My uh, location is 111 Maiden Lane, 64. How long have you been there? I've been there about four years. After you graduated from Tatum High School, where did you end up going to college? I came out to San Francisco and I ended up uh, attending San Francisco State University. How is it that you decided to come all the way to San Francisco to go to school? (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I had a great aunt who lived out in Berkeley, and she was an educator, teacher. uh, And she'd always come down to Tatum in the summertime because she was off in the summer. And she and I developed a bond. And after I graduated from high school, I thought I should make a trip out to see her. And that's kind of how I got out here. You just kind of liked it, huh? And yes, I liked it very much. So how was your experience at San Francisco State? And how did living in San Francisco differ from living in Tatum, Texas? Wow. Well, my small town that has a population of 1,500 was very conservative. And when I moved out to San Francisco, you know, it just, it seemed like it was a diverse community. Um it seemed like everything and anything go, went or goes in San Francisco. That's how I felt. I was kind of a culture shock, I'd say. It sounds like you took well to that culture shock. Oh, I did. At some point, you graduated from San Francisco State, and you went to Hastings. Is that right? That's right. How was Hastings for you? Um, you know, the first year was a trying year. Uh, you had to learn different a different way of writing and thinking. You couldn't really be creative in writing like... You, you were in, in college, but I, but I'm, I'm an extrovert and I love people. So I got used to that and it turned out to be a great experience. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, my experience at Hastings too. Uh, and I also found that you really have to learn to think and write like a lawyer. So speaking of being a lawyer, what first prompted you to start thinking about going to law school, being a lawyer? Well, I always had wanted to be a lawyer, even since high school. Um, I was on the debating team in Mm -hmm. high school, and we researched an issue. We argued that issue. 
I actually went to regionals in debate. Uh, my cousin was wow. my debate partner, yes. And so I think that's where it came from. I didn't know a lawyer, uh, had never met a lawyer while I was in high school. So I think it was started when I was on the debate team. When you got out of uh, Hastings, what was your first legal job? When I got out of Hastings, my first legal job was uh, working for a law firm that did a lot of workers' compensation cases. Actually, how did that go for you? It was fine. I mean, I worked in that law firm doing law school, um, but the issues weren't the type that I really wanted to handle. Well, what sort of work did you really feel attracted to? I mean, I I like working with people. And uh, my thought was to help people who didn't have a voice. Um, and so in my practice, when I started, I just took generally cases. I took a variety of, of cases. Uh, I did personal injury. I did took on employment discrimination cases. And that's where I felt like I had a niche. Can you tell us about one of the employment discrimination cases that you felt you really helped someone out with? Oh, yeah. I mean... You know, I was uh, in a case that had 17 African-American, you know, employees who who worked for a large company. Employees there were just being discriminated against. They weren't able to get the promotional opportunities that others were able to get. They were placed in hostile work environments. They were called names. Jokes were made about them. And so, you know, we ended up having to file a lawsuit and litigating the case and went to trial, ultimately won a large verdict. Um, and I, I just thought that that was a, a, a great success. And it actually happened in San Francisco, which, which alarmed me. And I didn't really think that that much of activity would occur in San Francisco. You mean the underlying activity that led to the complaint? Right. Now, later on, uh, you did some work with um, with um, the mayor's office in San Francisco. Is that correct? That's correct. After I had tried a few cases, um, the mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, gave me a proclamation and then appointed me to the Ethics Commission in San Francisco. How did you get to meet Willie Brown and get involved with uh, his office? Well, I just got a call one day from his assistant, and um, he congratulated me on winning the case that I just referred to. Uh, and he said that Willie Brown wanted to give me a proclamation, have a, a ceremony for me. Uh, wow. Yeah. And so I met him, you know, at that particular time. And then, it, you know, really was interesting because I didn't know that he knew so much about me. Uh, and then after that ceremony, he called me and he said, look, you know, I want you to research the ethics commission, see if you would like to be on it. I did research and I found that it would be an interesting position to be in and to be appointed by the mayor. I thought that would, you know, would help my career. You know, in addition to uh, serving on that ethics commission, you also, you were certified by the National Football League uh, Players Association and the NBA Players Association as a sports agent. Is that correct? That's correct. Tell me a little bit about being a sports agent. That sounds like a fascinating way to practice law. Yeah. I don't know. About 10 years ago, um, I had gone down to my hometown 
and I met the coach uh, of, of the football team. And he had heard about me being a lawyer in San Francisco, and he said that there were a lot of players that needed representation that came out of our high school. So I just decided that I would start a sports agency. My cousin had worked uh, in the NFL and had played football for 14 years. And I had followed him and also did some legal work for him. And so I just decided that I would help those individuals there coming out of, of Tatum because they didn't have mentors generally most of the time. And they hadn't, like I hadn't met a lawyer when I was in high school. So anyway, I started I started looking into uh, getting certification. Well, now that you've brought up the subject of mentors, let's let's just delve into that a little bit. Who have your mentors been in the legal profession? Yeah, clearly Willie Brown has been my mentor. And have you stayed in touch with him over the years? Oh, yes. I meet with him often. Uh, we just talk. Uh, you know, he's definitely funny and smart. He's got a photogenic memory and um, he's just an inter- interesting uh, individual. Uh, he actually grew up in Texas, not too far from where I grew up. Right. Um, he went to San Francisco State, uh, similar to myself, and also started his own law firm uh, after leaving Hastings. He also, of course, went to the same law school I went to. So I looked up to, to him and have looked up to him since I began practicing. You've argued some cases in front of the California Supreme Court. What's that experience been like? Wow. Well, I mean, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, well, obviously, the, the case that I'm proud of is the in-ray marriage cases, uh, which deals with gay marriage. Um, and I started working on that case in 2004 um, and argued that before the Supreme Court in 2008. Can you be a little more specific about that? Well, I mean, obviously, the case dealt with same-sex marriage. And, right. Uh, you know, at the time, prior to 2004, gays and lesbians were not able to to marry. Um, and I felt that that was discriminatory. You know, my practice was based at that time on helping people who were voiceless and uh, eradicating discrimination. How did you get that case? Well, I mean, I have friends in the community. I think two or three couples came to me after that because they were unsure as to where what their status was because they had gotten married during that time frame where it was supposedly illegal for them to get married. Uh, and so then I accepted their cases and, and started, you know, drafted a complaint and filed it. And then obviously we were consolidated with other cases that were also filed during that time. So you litigated that case right from the beginning? Yes, I did. Now, I noticed that one of the cases that you've been involved with was a case that got a lot of press a couple of years ago, which was the wine train case. Yes, that was also my case. And you got some very good results in that case, as I recall. Yeah, I think we were successful in that case in a short amount of time. Can you tell us a little bit about what that case was about? And yeah, sure. How you evaluated it? Sure. I mean, there were about 11 women, um, the majority of them. Ten of them actually were African American. They were um, on an event at the wine, uh, you know, on the wine train. They decided that they would meet up in Napa to uh, talk about a book. They were they were a book club, um, and they were going to talk about their book and you know meet each other. You know, they do this 
event every year where they take a location, they plan a location to meet at. And so this, the wine train was what they were going to do this particular year. Uh, and so before they actually decided on this, they called the wine train and they asked them whether there was a place for them because they were going to discuss this book. And they would probably be loud because there were, you know, 11 women um, who were going to participate. And the wine train told them, yes, you guys could be placed in the bar car where they serve drinks, you know, you, and basically they were going to discuss the book, have dinner, ride the train. Uh, it was just going to be a wonderful outing for them in Napa. And it turns out that uh, the host that was on the train did not like the fact that they were loud, essentially told them to quiet down. Uh, there was a lady also that was in the bar car who uh, believed that they were too loud and that she wasn't enjoying herself. And the hostess decided to just kick them off the train halfway through. They just basically was, was humiliated and embarrassed uh, throughout this process. And you were able to get a settlement in that case. Yeah. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. What do you really like about practicing law? What do I like about practicing law? I like trials. Uh, I mainly like the courtroom drama. Uh, I think I was born to try cases. Let me ask you this. If a young person were to come to you and talk to you about a career in the law, what would your uh, recommendation be? Would you recommend that they go into the practice of law? I would. Absolutely. I think that everyone should go to law school. And the reason is, is because we all, <laughs> and the reason is because we all enter into contracts every day or every right. day. Um, and we need to know what our rights are. And a lot of times people don't know what their rights are. If, if they went to school, law school, they'll be able to at least analyze the situation and figure out what their rights are. Do you think that maybe just some some basic legal education should be part of every high school curriculum. I absolutely. Uh, I actually taught street law when I was in law school. At What's that? UCSF. What's street law? It's a uh, it's a, it's a a class that's um, taught in a high school. Uh, and I taught in an alternative high school, Mark Twain High School in the Sunset. Okay. And basically it goes through what you should do if you're stopped by a police officer. Should you say that you, 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 know, you, you have a right to a lawyer, you have a right not to incriminate yourself, you have a right to be silent, you know, things like that. Um, right. So basically it was a course that taught the, the, the students about, you know, the legal process and how they should handle police. How is practicing law met or perhaps differed from your original expectations? Um, I think it has met my expectations. You've obviously been quite successful in the business part of practicing law. And I'm wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit, how that's gone for you and how that may have met or differed from your expectations. Yeah. Well, as we know, law school doesn't teach you how to be a businessman or woman. Um, and so I learned a lot throughout this process. I found that you have to go out and, and get clients. Um, 
You have to hire and fire employees. You have to manage the employees. You have to make payroll. You have to understand how to set up payroll. I mean, there's a whole lot of the business side that you don't learn in law school. And But I've learned that throughout the years. I mean, I've been practicing law for 26 years. And um, luckily, I haven't made any major mistakes uh, in in business and, and in operating my business. But um, it's tough uh, having your own firm and having to get clients, uh, solicit clients when you're when you're speaking about being a sports agent. Um, but I think you can do it if you're an extrovert like I am. I mean, you have to go out and meet people and talk to people. You have to be genuine. Uh, they have to trust you. And I think because I've had cases, high profile cases and have been successful, I'm able to get clients to come to me rather than me having to, you know, place ads in the newspaper or do ads, um, on TV or online. Do you think that the legal system, the justice system that we have, do you think it's basically fair? I mean, it depends on, you know, civil or criminal, but in my experience in civil court, I think sometimes the the system works and sometimes it does not work. You're a protege of Willie Brown, so I'm sure that you've given some thought to how you dress when you go to court. And and I you know just to be perfectly straight I you've given a lot of thought to the way I dress when I go to court. What about you? What how do you like to present yourself in court? I mean, that's a good question. I like to be well dressed for sure. So I have a well made suit. However, I don't wear flashy rings or I don't wear a flashy watch um, or any of that sort because I think that jurors do judge you if you come in with you know a ten thousand dollar watch or something that they think is, is worth a lot. Um, so I do tone it down when I go to court in terms of jury uh, of, of what I wear in, in terms of accessories. But I do have a well-made you know, made suit, um, but I do dress in conservative colors. So I use blue suits, um, brown suits generally, um, you know, conservative colors. What else do you like to do besides practice law? Do you have any recreational uh, pursuits, family pursuits, travel experience? Oh, yeah. Uh, I love traveling. Um, Every year, except, of course, this year, I... Where have you been? uh, I've been, of course, to Europe. Um, I've been to Spain. I've been to Germany. I've been to London. Uh, Last year, I went to Oslo for the first time. I've been to Greece. I've been to Australia. I just went this... Uh, this last year, uh, for New Year's, I went to Thailand for the first time. Um, I like, of course, Hollywood. So I go down to all the award show shows. I go to Sundance. I, I've, I've been to the, uh, of course, I've been to the Oscars. I've been to the Grammys. There's an award show they have in January. I can't remember the Golden Globes. I've been to the Golden Globes. So I, how do you, how do you get invited to those things? <laughs> Well, you have to know someone. Uh, it's all about networking. Uh, the legal practice is all about networking as well. Um, I, but I have friends who, uh, over the years, I met going to Sundance a Film Festival. I go every year for the last 15 years. And so I meet actors. And one of my best friends is a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press. And so I just go around with him. 
basically. Now, you've met President Clinton. You've met President Obama. Uh, yes. What were the, what was that experience like, actually, meeting with the United States president? Oh, gosh. President Obama, it was surreal. Uh, I just could not believe that I was in the same room with this guy. And um, he actually was uh, in L.A. celebrating, you know, our win in the gay marriage case. And I was invited to come down there because I was one of the ones who argued the case. Uh, And when I had my time to talk to him, he knew everything about me as well. Just like how Willie Brown had a photogenic memory. I don't know how he I don't know how he got the information of who I was or whatever. But he sat there and talked to me uh, for quite some time. And he gave me a a fist bump, you know, like he held his fist out for me to to bump his fist. And I didn't know, I didn't even know how to react because I had normally didn't do that, you know, with, (laughs) and it was just, he was just so down to earth. Uh, I really liked him. President Clinton, I was introduced to President Clinton by Willie Brown. Um, And so obviously he was super nice and friendly. And, you know, he looked you in the eye when he talked to you. Um, I, I, I really did like him, um, when, when I met him and again, that was surreal because he had been the president, you know, of the United States. So, right. If you had a magic wand and you could just change one thing in the world, the legal world or the world in general, what, what do you think that would be? What would you want to do? Wow. I would want to eradicate systemic discrimination that I believe is in uh, the institutions, big and small, that's in the police departments, um, you know, in in all forms. I would want to eradicate that so that we could all be on equal playing field and that we could, you know, live better together, uh, basically live as one. Uh, Joaquin, Thank you so much for joining us here on Love Thy Lawyer. I found it a really interesting discussion, and I really appreciate your coming on the program. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Love Thy Lawyer. Special thanks to Joaquin McCoy, Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Lewis Goodman. 